It was an old Holiday Inn, built in the 1960s, when motels and fast food chains raced to build along the highways and frontage roads. The parking lot was dark and one-third full when Kyle backed the red Jeep into a space next to a minivan from Indiana. He turned off the lights but left the engine running and the heater on. A light snow was falling. When the digital clock on the radio hit 9.58, he turned off the engine and stepped into the snow. Why was he doing this? The noxious smell of fresh paint hit him as he stepped into the hallway on the second floor. He stopped at room 222 and glanced at his watch to make sure he was not a minute too early. He knocked three times, then heard movement and muffled voices. The lock chain rattled, the door was jerked open, and Special Agent Nelson Edward Ginyard said, Glad you could make it. Kyle stepped inside, leaving the old world behind. Ginyard had his jacket off, and strapped over his white shirt was a shoulder harness with a fairly large black pistol and a black holster snug under his left arm. Agent Plant and the two others from Buster's were staring, and all three were also coatless, so that young Kyle could get the full measure of their arsenal. Identical 9mm Berettas, with matching holsters and black leather harnesses. Seriously armed men, all with the same scowl, as if they'd be more than happy to shoot the rapist. Good move, Plant said, nodding now. Actually, Kyle thought in the haze of the moment, coming here was a very stupid move. Room 222 had been converted into a makeshift field office. The king-sized bed had been pushed into a corner. The curtains were tightly closed. Two folding tables had been hauled in and were covered with the evidence of busy work, files and thick envelopes and notepads. Three laptops were open and on, and in the one nearest the door, Kyle caught a glimpse of himself from his high school yearbook. The room adjoined another, and the door between them was open. Agent number five walked through it, same gun, same holster, and glared at Kyle. Five agents? Two rooms. A ton of paperwork. All this effort. All this work. All these men. Just to nail me? Kyle felt lightheaded as he observed the power of his government in action. Detective Wright is across the hall, Genyard said. Kyle followed him out of the room into the stuffy hallway, then waited as he tapped gently on the door to room 225. When it opened, Kyle entered alone. Benny Wright displayed no weaponry. He offered a quick handshake while spitting out, Detective Wright, Pittsburgh PD. A real pleasure, Kyle thought, but said nothing. Wright was in his late forties, short, trim, bald, with a few strands of black hair slicked back just above his ears. His eyes were also black and partially concealed behind a pair of tiny reading glasses perched halfway down his narrow nose. He closed the door behind Kyle, then waved at the appointed spot and said, Why don't you have a seat? What do you have in mind? Kyle asked without moving. Wright walked past the bed and stopped beside yet another folding table this one with two cheap metal chairs facing each other. Let's talk, Kyle, he said pleasantly, and Kyle realized he had a slight Eastern European accent. There was a small video camera mounted on a tripod in one corner. Wires ran to the table, to a laptop with a 12-inch screen. Please, Wright said, waving at one chair as he settled himself into the other. I want all of this recorded, Kyle said. Wright glanced over his shoulder at the camera and said, 
No problem. Slowly, Kyle walked to the other chair and sat down. Wright was rolling up the sleeves of his white shirt. His necktie was already loose. Now, Kyle, we need to start with the basics. Just some background, okay? Whatever. Wright pulled some papers from the file, studied them for a second, then picked up his pen. You were born on February 4th, 1983, in York, Pennsylvania, third child and only son of John and Patty McAvoy. They divorced in 1989 when you were six years old. Neither is remarried, correct? Correct. Wright made a check mark, then launched into a series of quick questions about family members, their birth dates, education, jobs, addresses, hobbies, church affiliations, even politics. After every fourth or fifth question, Kyle wanted to ask, is this really relevant? But he held his tongue. Wright had all the data. Kyle was simply affirming what someone else had found. Your mother is an artist of some variety? Kyle heard him say. Yes. What kind of artist? She's a painter. They probed the life of Patty McAvoy for ten minutes. Finally, the detective finished with the family and settled on the suspect. He served up a few easy ones about his childhood, but didn't dwell on the details. He already knows it all, Kyle told himself. Honors from Central York High, star athlete, Eagle Scout. Why did you select Duquesne University? They offered me a basketball scholarship. But you didn't play much at Duquesne. I played 13 minutes as a freshman, then tore an ACL in the final minute of the final game. Surgery? Yes, but the knee was gone. I quit basketball and joined a fraternity. Why did you decide to go to law school? I made that decision when I was 12 years old. I always wanted to be a lawyer. My first job was running the copier in my father's office. I sort of grew up there. Where did you apply to law school? Penn, Yale, Cornell, and Stanford. Where were you accepted? All four. Why Yale? It was always my first choice. Did Yale offer scholarship money? Financial incentives, yes. So did the others. Have you borrowed money? Yes. How much? When I graduate in May, I'll owe about 60000 Wright nodded as if he agreed that this was the correct amount. He flipped another page, and Kyle could see that it too was covered with questions.